Welcome to the weekly message from Encounter, where the past has no future and hope is reborn. Our speaker today is Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor at Encounter. Good morning. How are we doing today? Who loves Jesus? All right, five of you. Anybody else love Jesus? Who loves Jesus today? Hallelujah. Has he done anything for you at all today? Hold it. Well, there's one thing. <laughs> How many loves Jesus out there? Can someone say amen? Can we give him praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you sing a song with me? I know we just got done singing. I want Jeff to lead it with us, so. I love my friend. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that changed a man. I don't think I got the right words. <laughs> let's, let's try that again, Brother Dave. <laughs> Those are good words, right? Not the right words. <laughs> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. blind, but now I see. Can you raise your hand one more time and worship him? Can you tell him how much you love him, how much you appreciate him, what he's done for you? It's just everything. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, that you are God and there's none like thee. We thank you, God, that we can stand in your congregation and speak forth your name, and we know we know, Father God, that you make all things beautiful. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, the righteous, amen. I have the opportunity to take today to share a word. Pastor Mike had contacted me, and within 20 minutes, the Lord had already told me what he wanted me to speak about. I know you could say this about every, every sermon, but I promise you today, if you will hear the words of God, not the words of this, of this man, if you will hear the word of God today, it can change your life. It can change your perspective. It can change how you look at things and how you daily live your life. Hear the word of God. Today's sermon is called, What If? There was a, there was a man um, by the name of John Lennon. Now, probably everybody knows that person. Does anybody not know who John Lennon is? Okay, one. So that's okay. That's all right. That's not, that's not too bad, actually. You know? So he was a, a, a famous uh, um, singer. He was part of the Beatles. And uh, he wrote a song called Imagine. And in, in that, in that um, song, he said this. He said, imagine that there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. He says, no, no hell below us, above us, only sky. The second verse, it says, is, 
Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for and no religion to. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Now, living life in peace, isn't that a wonderful idea? Who doesn't want to live in peace? Anybody? We were, we were sharing uh, uh, this week, my, my son-in-law, Alex, lives with us. Um, and I, I wish he was here because he had, he, I had so many people come up to me today and ask me where, where Alex is at. And because last week, he came in a little late. He came in a little late because he decided to, to run from my house, which is 14 miles, uh, to church. <laughs> All right? Run. You know, not walk, not thumb, uh, not catch a bus, not, not, not get an Uber. Uh, he, he actually took off about 7 o'clock. Uh, we thought he was just doing his daily one-hour run. And the next thing we know, uh, we're in the middle of church. He walks through the side door. <laughs> and, he, and he tells us that, uh, that he got lost. He, you know, he's lived in Texas for a long time now, and when he did live in Ohio, he, he lived in, uh, around uh, North Canton, so he really doesn't know this area that well. He literally went seven miles out of his way, <laughs> so he actually ran 22 miles. I mean, dude, that's enough for three years for me, man. I don't know about you, but my, I think my running meter is full, all right? I can, like, check that off my list. Not going to do it anymore, all right? But, uh, so, but so many people had asked where he's at, thought they may be in this frigid weather that he was, uh, uh, that he was running. He's not. He's not. But uh, um, I, I said that to say this, that when, when, when he came into our house, he, he'd been through a tough spot, all right? And uh, he, he, op- he openly told me, he says that, he says, David, he says, my... Uh, it's been it's been a struggle. It's been chaotic, chaotic for me. He says, but I could feel the peace of God as I as I sit here in your house. It has nothing to do with me, Tamala. I'm navelland. I'm nothing. All right, but Jesus lives in our house. He's there. So so when when uh, this this man writes this song about living life in peace, we all want that. But how he describes it here is a fraud. It's a fallacy. Because he's talking about, he must believe that there's a heaven and a hell. Because he says, what if there's none? So he obviously is not an agnostic or or an atheist. He recognizes that these are true. He just didn't want to be what? He wanted to be God himself. So today, I want to challenge you. John Lennon left this world in 1980, and he had $800 million in the bank. That's what he had, right? And just like the Word of God says, he didn't spend any of it. His, his I, I don't know if it was his wife or his girlfriend, Oka Noah, or Noah Oka. I'm pronouncing that wrong, honey. There we go. There we go. So, all right, that's, that's from her generation. She's a rocker, as you can tell, you know. She's a rocker. I'm a good old-fashioned country boy, you know. Hoo-hoo, right? So, <laughs> but uh, this goes to show you that rock and roll and country can live together. So, <laughs> so but, um, but she got everything. She got everything. You know what she did? She got on a plane and went back to Japan. <laughs> and that's where she lives at today. She lives in Japan. Well, anyway, um, that's not my sermon. My sermon today is what if. If you open up your Bibles and turn with me to Psalms, the 112th chapter, we're going to read a few, 
a few verses there. The Word of God says in Psalms 112, it says, and I love the way it starts. It immediately starts, it says, praise the Lord, because what he's about to proclaim is worthy of praise. He said, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. The third verse says, wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. The seventh verse says, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And the last one, number eight, says his heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desires upon his enemies. Can I tell you today, this is not what John Lennon saw as being peace. But can I tell you today that no matter where you've come from this week, hallelujah, or no matter what has happened to you, God has proclaimed peace upon your life. Can someone say amen to that? Because that's the truth, all right? You might not want to believe that today because maybe you've had a bad week, but he has. He's proclaimed peace on your life, true peace. You can live there. How do I live there, Brother Dave? Well, let's, let's go through four things. What if you really believed? Well, Brother Dave, I do believe. I've been going to church for 35 years, so you can't tell me I don't believe. My grandma believed. My great-grandma believed. Even my grandma's brothers and sisters, they all believed. But do you believe? Do you really believe? Or is it something that makes your heart just warm and fuzzy? You know, like this right here. You know, this is a warm and fuzzy little, you know, mine's slick. And, you know, it's, it's, it probably got potholes over it. But this is like warm and fuzzy. You know, I can just get cold, meow, and get really close to it, you know. You know, just, I'm sure Tracy's like to hug that, you know. And that's why we, my wife doesn't hug my head because there's nothing there, okay. It's, you know, it's like, a, it's like an icy driveway in the middle of the winter. That's what it is. You just slip right off that thing, okay. Ends up in this big knows who knows what happened to you there all right I don't know why I went there but anyway but but I'm here to tell you today that do you really really believe because you know the word is full of things that it says if you believe so we start our what if let's look at the centurion soldier in Matthew now Here's a soldier who had no relationship with Jesus at all. He wasn't saved. He, didn't, he wasn't one of the followers. You know, he didn't go and say, oh, Jesus is here. Let's go check him out. No, but he heard who he was. The, and he, he respected the authority of Jesus. So he goes, he says, listen, I've, I've got a friend. That, he, he's sick. And... and, and and Jesus immediately says, dude, get the church, man. They'll help you there. No, I don't think he said that. He goes, oh, come on. Just get a hold of the government. They'll give you a, a Medicaid card, and they can, go ahead, they can go ahead and get help at the hospital. No, that, that wasn't either, okay. <clears throat> I know. If you get a hold of the county... They'll give you a food stamp card, and you can have some food. That's the answer, right? No. What did he do? 
the word says that Jesus immediately stood up. He says, I'll go. And not only did he say he's going to go, Mike, he says, I'm going to go and I'm going to heal him. And the centurion soldier stopped him and said, listen, I'm not worthy of you coming to my house, but I am a man of authority. And if I, I tell a person to go here, they go. I tell a person to go there, they go. And he respected Jesus' authority. And he says, listen, if you'll just say he's healed, he'll be healed. And what does the word say? He says, of course, he didn't know that then. They didn't have cell phones, right? No one was texting him saying, dude, I can't believe it. He's, he's feeling great now. No, but by the time he got back to the house, within the hour, he found him completely healed. Where are you going? What if you believe that Jesus' authority is real? If you really believe that, you can then overcome so many things, so many, so many little, little rocks and cracks that bother your day. And the first step to what if is what if you believe? Believe in his authority. Believe in his word. Believe what he says is true. Because if you did, would you make some of the decisions that we do? Do you believe? What if you did? What's number two? What if you really trusted his word? Oh, come on, Brother Dave. I know the word of God. I've read the word so many times. I've got so many Bibles. I have a whole shelf that says Bibles, and all of them are there, and I've read every one of them. Okay. But do you really trust his word? Do you? Let, let, me, let me read this for you. It says in Psalms 27, and I love this verse. It says, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we shall trust in the name of the Lord. Can someone say amen to that? Hallelujah. You might have an army around me. It might seem that I'm defeated. Oh, but you're greatly mistaken because I believe in the one that controls all things. Can someone say amen to that? Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what your bank account says. It doesn't matter what your boss says. God loves you and if you trust in him and you trust his word you won't be defeated the word of God says in revelations when it's that time when it's all over with he says and they overcome by the blood of the lamb and what and the word of their testimony what type of testimony do you have today? Do you have the testimony? Hallelujah. If someone don't shout, that's okay. I'll do the shouting for you. If you don't trust, how are you going to be able to share the beauty of God if you don't tell somebody about your testimony? Can I tell you, I can tell them all they want to hear about Jesus. I can tell them about Peter and Paul. I can tell them that Peter went across the sea and he began to walk across it not afraid until he looked at all the problems around him but they will say oh that's a nice story but I tell you this 
If I tell them that I was down and out, I was beat up, I had crashed my life, my life, not Jesus's, not Peter, but my life. And he took it and he made it beautiful again. I tell you, my friend, that is what's going to move people. They see you, Shane. You know this has happened. People have said this about you. How you're, you're not the same person. You don't think the same way. How does that happen? Because you trust in the word. You really do. What if, what if you really trust his word? What if? There's two more. Hallelujah. What if you really believed he loved you? Oh, Brother Dave, Jesus loves me. In fact, they even made a song about it. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible. What? Tells me so. I know Jesus loves me. But do you really know that he loves you? You know, we've been really talking about this recently in this church, that, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And it's such a, such a strong word. It really is. But can I share this with you? Some preachers, they don't like speaking about John 3.16 because it's, when you look at it individually, it's a pretty heavy verse, okay? It says that God so loved the world that he required you to pay 20% of your, your paycheck. He so loved the world that if you didn't uh, go to church three times a week, uh, if you didn't face Mecca the right times, uh, you know, if you missed it by five minutes, dude, you're in trouble, you know? Um, no, I don't, no, I don't think he said that at all, right? He says... It says that God so loved the world that he gave. So let me share this to you. It's about, oh, let's see. I hope I get the dates right because I'll be in trouble if I'm not, okay? So it's July 22nd, um, 2016, right? And I meet my lovely wife. Uh, well, at the time, she wasn't my wife. <laughs> she was some lady that I met on eHarmony. I never even saw a picture of her. That's a true story there. Talk about faith, brother. Whew, hallelujah. So, so, so I come, I come, uh, I come walking, and guess what I had in my hands, all right? So before we go there, you know, the place was packed down in Peninsula, right? We're going to go eat at Winking Lizards, because I like those wings, brother. You know I do. So, so you know, I'm, I'm, I, and I'm coming from the back parking lot, okay, because, you know, well, I wasn't, I got there at, I was on time, but it was later in the day, and the place was full, and I had a big, a big old bouquet of flowers for you. And I could hear her. She's about from where Mike is at. And she's like, she starts to giggle, all right? I hear her giggling, all right? And she goes, you, you, you got me flowers. She was so excited and so, so happy, all right? Um, and then eventually we got married, yada, yada. So um, I know there's a lot of things in yada, yada, but we're just going to go for it anyway, okay? <laughs> so, so. So at the time when we got married, you know, um, you know, I was thankful I had a job, Shane. I was just thankful for it. But you know what? Uh, didn't have a lot of money for a ring, you know. I think I, think I went to a friend of a friend that let me buy it for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> it's such a true statement. But you know what? We put a ring on our finger and we got married, all right? Well, well last, last year, the Lord laid it on my heart. It was time for me to honor her for what I could do, right? So um, I'm, I'm sure you can take a look at it later on, but, uh, you know, Grappi did it proud. Uh, you know, he's, she's got a ring that you go, 
dude, I did that. Yeah, I bought that for her, right? Why? Why did you do it? Because I love her. I love her. I want, I want the world to look at her. Don't miss this. I want the world to look at her and say, man, she's loved. <sighs> Hallelujah. So John 3.16 says, says that God so loved that he gave, right? So you need to recognize, hallelujah, that God loves you. And when he loves you, he's going to give you things. Well, Brother Dave, what can he give me? Is he going to give me that mansion? Oh, hallelujah. I can't wait. Maybe it's one of those country places. There's that nice little stream in the back, all right? And someone like a mass fishing baby I give me a fish oh no it's going to be something better than that it's going to be peace and happiness and joy and encouragement oh hallelujah listen if that doesn't stir your fire change your wood that's what's happening you need to know you need to know that he loves you well brother Dave you know I know he loves me But what? i tell you what the but is. The but is is that you're not ready to give it up. Hmm? Uh-oh. He's going to start meddling around now. I can feel it. What do you mean? You, you want to be God here. You want to do things your way. And you want God to say, dude, you're doing great. Like it. That's what you want him to say, all right? Just be honest. That's what you want him to say, all right? Like, I'm not meddling. I'm just saying. God knows you need the money, okay? But he understands that you don't have five kids, but you put five kids on your taxes because you know you can get more money back. Hello? Now, I'm sure no one in this place did that, all right? But is that how you're saying God can't bless me, Aaron, so I got to help him? I'll get that money from the government. That's what I'm going to do. That's, that's, God don't like the government anyway, right? So he, he's on my side. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Love. He wants to give you things that you no longer have to worry can someone say amen? What tomorrow brings? Can I tell you, there's some men in the house, and boys, you should be shouting here, who, who had those days that you didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring because today was horrible. And you imagine yourself how tomorrow's going to be. Can you can't imagine it'd be any better. But suddenly, something changed, and someone prayed, and someone prayed for them, and they gave their life to Christ, and suddenly, God begins to make things beautiful again. Hallelujah. That's what he does. That's what he does. And it all started by knowing that Jesus loves you. That his gifts may not be flowers. It may not be a ring. Trust me, it might be a spouse. It might be, all right? He has, he has the desire. Ooh, he has, ooh, hallelujah. He has the desires of your heart. Listen, he, he has them. Oh, if someone don't get this, I'm going to start running. I'm going to start running right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you this. Let me just tell you. In his, in his bookshelf, oh, hallelujah, he's already got the treasures in which he wants to give you. He's just waiting for the right time so you can open up the gifts and have them. Can someone say amen to that? Hallelujah. It's just like Christmas morning. Just like it. 
See, I was a little rascal when I was about 10 years old. I know you guys never did this, okay? So make sure I don't got any kids here. Okay, we're good. All right, so I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and, dude, I wanted a Browns helmet. I wanted, I wanted to wear that thing. And, <laughs> 345, 792, hunt, 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 and go run and smash my brothers into the ground. That's what brothers do. You know that to be truth, all right? And so I said 2 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up, and there's a present there. It's from Santa. It's amazing how Santa can get those things that says Cleveland Browns on it. It's just amazing. Anyway, so, so I opened the gift up. I put that baby on. I go, man, this is going to be great. And I put the strap on, and I'm laying in my bed with that big old helmet on. I know you guys never did anything like that. So when I get done, I packaged it all up, Shane, and I, I put it back under the, under the tree. And so, so when, when, when Christmas morning came, I ran out there and go, look, Mom, Woo, hallelujah, look at that. I didn't say hallelujah. So I go, look at this, look at this. Santa brought me Cleveland Brown's helmet. I was so happy. Don't miss this. God has that gift that you're going to, Woo-hoo about. And it's on his shelf. All it's going to take is for you just to know that he loves you. Can someone say amen? Hey, what, what do you mean, Brother Dave? He, he's going to require something of me. No, he requires you to understand that he has the authority of God. That's what he is. And he wants to give you this gift. He wants to make your life beautiful, Aaron. You have dreams that none of us know about. You know that's true. Holy Spirit's telling me that. He's going to answer them for you. That's what he does. Hallelujah. That's what he does. Last one. Last one. If I haven't made any, I've shouted. If I haven't shouted and made people shout for God, I've shouted. Hallelujah. (laughs) What if you were all in? That's a lot. What if you're all in? You know, the Bible says in, in Matthew, the sixth chapter, Jesus talks about a lot of things in the uh, sixth chapter of Matthew. He says in Matthew 6, 25, he says, Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life. Hmm. What if you really trusted his word? His word just said, don't worry about your life. How many is worried about your life this morning? You can be honest. You don't have to raise your hand, but you can. God sees your heart. He knows what you're worried about. He knows what wakes you up. I can feel the presence of God. He knows what wakes you up in the middle of the night, and it makes him sad. What do you mean, Brother Dave? It makes him sad. It makes him sad because he's already provided for it. Let's continue what Matthew 6 says. Matthew 6, 28 says, so why do you worry? I didn't ask the question. He did. What are you worrying about? Last one. 
verse 31. Now he gives you an order. Therefore, do not worry. Don't worry. Well, Brother Dave, how can I not worry? My brother's got cancer. Or my sister's going through a, a divorce. Or my kids are having issues. How can I not worry about it? What if you're all in? What if you knew that everything's going to be okay? It means you don't have to have any more anxiety. And you change the way you think about things. You no, you no longer look at them as, how can I meet this problem? Come on, you know you've done that. I've done that. How can I meet this problem that I'm facing? Instead of us saying, whatever. Dude, whatever. I know that sounds ridiculous, that a Christian should be someone who says whatever. But it's true. What that means is, whatever, God's got me. Nothing surprised him today. You know, one of the greatest singers in my time was Carmen. Now, I don't know if anybody in the house knows about Carmen. I love the guy. I went to six or seven of his concerts. When I was a, a, a youth pastor, we sent scores of kids there. Uh, he had a great ministry. 61 years old. This week, he died. And a lot of people, I'm sure, are saying, well, well, this man literally reached how, hundreds of thousands of young people. Well, if you would go to his concert, number one, was that he didn't charge anything. You know why he didn't charge anything? Because one day, God was talking to them. Hmm. Is God talking? Always is talking to you. He's always talking about what you're involved in. Don't miss that. So he was talking to Carmen, and Carmen goes, God, I just, I just want to reach these people. I just, I just don't know how to do it. And God, in just the way he's just so, just dead on, but yet just so polite and just so perfect. His response to Carmen was, no one can afford to go to your concert. And so it just kind of really blew him away. He goes, what do you mean? I'm, I'm doing this for you. All this stuff costs money. And, but he forgot that what if I was all in and not worried about that? Can I tell you from that day on, he didn't charge any money at all for any of his concerts. They were always full. I'm talking about the Convocation Center where there's 18,000 people. It's full, okay? 18,000, right? And he made more money by the offerings than he ever did by charging a dollar for a ticket. Don't, don't tell me that God, God can't meet the need. That's a devil's lie. Or even worse, that's your lie. You want to say that. What if you were all in? What if tomorrow morning, no matter what you faced, no matter what craziness happened, you said, you know what? God is all authority. I've trusted him. I'm not going to worry about it. And go on to work. And go start your car. Go make breakfast. I'm not going to worry about it. Why? Because he said, he asked you, and then he, he gave you a command. Don't worry about these things. 
Because what if you believed? What if, if you trusted his word? What if, if you knew how much he loved you? What if you were all in? How would that change your life? Can I tell you today that if you do those things, your life will be changed? And I'm about ready to close, and I promise I will soon, so I'm going to have you stand to your feet, or the preacher will keep on preaching. Can I tell you that I stood before a judge in federal court. You know, I used to be a time that I, 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 would, I, would, I would not share this because I was, I was ashamed, Mike. I was ashamed. How dare I do something so stupid that it put myself in jail? What an idiot. But I did, Ed. I did. I failed God. Then I failed my family. I failed me. But at the end of the day, I failed God, the one that can take care of all things. And I stood there, and I said, God, what am I going to do? And then I come home from prison. My wife and I got a divorce. My kids were nowhere to be around. And I was working in a plating plant in Brooklyn. And it was a Friday night, a Friday day. And we were closed, but the maintenance guys are always working. I started getting this, this pain in my side. And you know, and I'm like most guys. Dude, I'll be fine. I'm not. I'll be okay. Well, an hour later, it was just worse. I could hardly breathe. So I told my boss. He says, just go home, man. Be better. I go home, and my brother's going, David, you got to get to the doctor. This might be something serious. So I do, and I go to the doctor, and they say I, I probably got a, a kidney stone or there's something happening, and they gave me a bunch of pills so I would no longer uh, uh, urinate black stuff. That was happening. That was true. I know that's the TMI, but just telling you the truth, it was nasty. <laughs> and, and so I felt better. And they gave me an MRI, and they gave me an uh, a, a ultrasound, and they said, come back Monday. I said, dude, I feel great. I feel fine. Thank you. Whatever you did, thank you. So I arrived back at the hospital. My, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she contacted me on the way. She says, Dad, you, you want me to go with you? I go, it's fine. It's just a checkup. It's going to be no big deal. So I, I got into the, the doctor's office, and the office was probably as large as this, this area here right is. Had two tables and chairs, and and a young man. He looked like he was twenty-five, maybe eighteen. He looked like. And James, he says, "Yeah, you got cancer." And I go, <laughs> "No, I don't got cancer, dude. Come on, stop it." He goes, "No, you, you got cancer." He was acting like it was no big deal. <laughs> okay. He goes, "Oh yeah, you got cancer." I, I go. So then, right afterwards, the doctor come in, and she goes. Yeah, we got to have surgery like right now, right now. I go, hold it, hold it, hold it. I said, how about a biopsy? <laughs> let's just make sure, right? Let's, just, let's not just rush in and take a kidney. Who wants to do that? She goes, listen, I've been in this long enough. You need to get it out of you. Okay. Then God showed up. I went to the, I went to the, 
area where you make appointments, because, you know, when you have surgery, you got to make all these pre-appointments and post-appointments and all that. And it was just like it was from a movie. I stepped into, I stepped into this, this room and, or this, this hallway, and it's, to me it seemed, it seemed like the, the lights were blinking, like it would, do, it, would, it would be like in some horror flick. And I heard an audible voice, Floyd. He goes, <laughs> well, well, well. Look what we have here. You've lost your family, your children, and now you're going to die. You went to prison and you preached the gospel, and it's going to end. <laughs> That's what I heard, Dick. But then something rose up in me and said, Satan, Get thee behind me. For it doesn't matter what's going to happen to me. For if the Lord takes me, hallelujah, it's a better day. But he's not ready to end me, and I'm going to continue to move on. So you better just get out of the way. Can I tell you that from that point on, I achieved the gift of whatever. Didn't matter. God's got it. Six weeks later, I had surgery. They took that kidney out. It, it had a seven-centimeter snake wrapped around it. It was clear. Just disgusting. You know how much chemotherapy I had to do? None. You know how much, how much recovery I had to do? None. Can I tell you, like 18 months later, they declared me cancer-free. I have had an issue since. There was a situation that God put me in a place that I had to say, I'm all in. I'm all in, God. It doesn't really matter any longer. If you take my last breath, that's okay. I've given you my life, and I'm going to be with you forever. But if you decide that I'm going to be here still, I'm going to continue to share the gospel. Whoever I be, bump into, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust in your word. I am all in because I know that you love me. And he has not failed me one day. Not one day. He has been there. If I had bad days, Shay, absolutely I've had them. But he was there anyway. If I had days that I have failed, James, no doubt. But he's forgiven me and put me right back in his grace. My call to you today is what if? What if you go all in? What if? It's going to change how you, how you think. It's going to change what people think of you. Who cares? It's going to change what you, how you speak. It's going to change where your eyes go. It's going to change everything. Great. Hallelujah. Because God loves you. And he's put you here today to hear this message. I'm going to ask the the uh, leaders of our uh, leadership group, if you'll come up here with me, I want to give you an opportunity to pray in a few minutes. If you guys will come up here with me. Listen, before we, before we have you come up here, 
And this is a choice, okay? You can sit there and say, you know, Brother Dave, you know, you're just in this emotional ball of craziness, right? I'm sure that maybe your kids are just, just wild and crazy because you're wild and crazy, right? You can, you, you, you can bank on that. I might be wild and crazy, but I'm a wild and crazy for Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm not ashamed to say about it, right? Because this I know, I'm 58. I doubt if I make it to 88. If I do, bless the Lord. But there's more past than there's forward. And one day, my eyes will close, and I will open them again in glory. Why do I know that to be a fact? Because I'm all in. I know what his word is said. I know that he loves me. Hallelujah. And I trust in him. And I'm going to give you the opportunity today to do that, to have that peace, to live in that peace, not run to it like i got to get to peace. No, peace will live with you because he is peace. Now, today, you might be here and you don't know the Lord or you haven't made a commitment to God or you haven't talked to him in a long time. That's okay. That's okay. God talks. God's the great communicator. He just is. He talks to those who, who uh, wants nothing to do with him. He still talks to them because he c- continues to pursue them. And as we bow our heads before we come up here and have special prayer, and if t- this morning, if, if you don't know the Lord like that, today's your opportunity. The Word of God says that if you will believe in your heart, that Jesus has been rose from the dead, that you shall be saved. If you make him your Lord, it says, you shall be saved. It also says this, the next verse. It says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't have to make any type of um, a quota. You don't have to be in a certain position. You just have to call upon him today. And we're going to say a prayer of salvation. And say that prayer with me. You don't have to say it outwardly. You can say it inwardly. God hears your heart voice. But we're going to pray. And God's going to hear. Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I know I've done wrong. I know, Father God, that my past has been a problem. I'm asking you, God, to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you, Father, that you will help me from this day on to be all in. God, help me, Father God, when when my belief is not where it needs to be because I want to trust you. I want to know how much you love me. I want to know those things. I will believe. I will trust. I will know I am all in. I thank you, Father God, for saving me. I know you saved me because your word has told me that if I would call upon the name of the Lord, that I'll be saved. I thank you for that. And from this day on, I will trust in you, and you will be my cornerstone. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, the righteous, amen. Hallelujah. That's Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor of Encounter. More messages from Pastor Rice are available at our website, godenc.com. You can subscribe to our regular podcast through our website or on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.